The Runner's Diary Podcast with Brian and Damien. News, results, and interviews from the Cork running scene and beyond. Welcome to The Runner's Diary, episode 28. I'm Brian. And I'm Damien. On this week's show, we'll have all the latest news. All of last week's results. Upcoming fixtures. Strava and training. And our big interview with the multi-talented Conor McCauley. That's all to come on this week's episode of The Runner's Diary Podcast. It's with great sadness that we start the show with the news of the passing of Jim Hayes. Jim was a great community man and an avid supporter of athletics. Jim was one of the founding members of the original St. Catherine's Athletics Club back in the late 70s and 80s. His enthusiasm for the sport was infectious and was one of the life's gentlemen. He took great joy in seeing St. Catherine's grow in the hand of Frank and Kevin, two of his sons. Sincere sympathy to his wife Anne and his sons and daughters. Yeah, sad news indeed. Uh, condolences to all there. Um, I suppose from there we take a big uh, change to some big news we've had that we've been wanting to put out there over the last couple of weeks. Um, we've had to keep quiet on this one, but finally we can reveal uh, some big news. Uh, we're delighted to announce that uh, we've been approached by the Cork City Marathon to become part of their team and become their podcast partners. Um, so Damon and myself, uh, Delighted with this. It's going to be an exciting few months ahead. Um, we even had the contract talks, Damon. Was that? Yeah, that we, had, we, we had the agents looking over the contract. Um, but they're still going back and forth. You know, look, I want the next, I want the extra money over Brian. But you know, we, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, we're absolutely thrilled with it. It's been seen in the works now for a, a, a period of time, I suppose. And you know, finally to get it over the line was brilliant. Um, so we will have a lot lined up between now and the Cork Marathon. And what we're going, the plan is pretty much where we are going to be looking for people to come on the show with us, like we did for the Dublin Marathon special, which was a great success. And we're looking for, what we're doing a call out right now is for anybody who's doing the 10K, the half marathon or the marathon, and who would have an interest of maybe coming onto the show giving their training how it's going, you know, become nearly leaders, as you nearly call it. Um, and look, if you want to contact us, we'll put your name in and when a bit nearer to time, we'll pick out a few names and things like that. But I think it can be, you know, it can be great fun. We did, we did, the Dublin Marathon special was brilliant. Yeah. Um, a lot of people enjoyed that. And so I think we can go down the same lines with this, but we will do it slightly different to, than we did with the Cork or the Dublin Marathon as well. So. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think it'd be great to, you know, we had one or two people who came on the Dublin show who had a good story to tell. Um, you know, maybe, you know, you've conquered something, maybe whether it be just getting out and running in the first place or an illness. I know you're, you know, you're you're taking on the Cork City Marathon, whatever your story is, it would be great to, you know, track a few people. Um, on top of that, obviously, we have a few other things in the pipeline. You know, we're hoping to have some, you know, like we had previously coaches on, maybe uh, giving advice or, um Behind people from behind the scenes, I, well, we're hoping to kick off very soon with one or two of the organisers of the events and have them on and give us a background to the changes this year in particular, I suppose, would be of interest to many. Um, but again, if there's ideas from the public that you'd like us to cover, you know, please send them in as well and we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to cover everything. You know, there's also talks of potential live shows and things like that. So again, loads planned in the pipeline and it'll become more clear over the coming weeks. But uh, yeah, it's great to be involved anyway. Uh, we've been talking about it a couple of times over the last couple of weeks there. Um, so I know we can really, you know, get behind the Cork City Marathon team 
and use our platform as well to, to push it forward and get the message out there. And again, uh, work with work with Cork City Marathon, but work with the runners and the clubs as well to try and make it the best we can. And that's it. And look, you you'll hear later on in the interview with Conor McCauley that we'd have like Conor who had an unbelievable run in Cork last year, and he said, you know, it's it's a, a really enjoyable marathon. It is. But I think, as we all know, there's ways that we can improve it. And we're going to be helping Cork Marathon try, you know, to make them the most of this weekend as well. So anyone have, you know, any questions or anything like that, shout away and we'll be happy to answer them. But if you're if you're interested in in maybe coming on the show as well, drop your name and your, you know, a bit of details about yourself and we will get back to we'll get back to everybody either way at some stage soon. That's it. Exciting times ahead. I think yeah. uh, for now, we leave it there um, and we can let people know what's happening more as the, as the days go by. Um, but we'll move on to the results of the weekend. So obviously on Saturday, uh, we had a lot of the park runs and unfortunately, again, a few fell foul to the weather. Um, a lot of heavy rainfall there over Friday night in particular um, when we lost a couple along the way. But uh, yeah, so Damon, do you want to go through the, the fastest in Cork this weekend? Yeah, so the fastest in Cork um, were from Tremore Valley Park again. So Peter Howie from Ballymore Cove um, was the first man across the line in 1718. And Ola Byrne from St. Finbar's AC was the first woman across the line in 1831. So yeah, well done to everyone there. Good going, good going. And then as we look at Munster... Um, the fastest in Munster this weekend was a great time from Alex Crowley at the Temple Moor Park Run. Alex finished in a great time of 16.56. And Orla Bourne, previously mentioned there, was also the fastest time in Munster, again from St. Finbar's ASC, in a time of 18.31. And again, um, you know, as we announced last week, where he made a slight change, you know, we're not calling out all the park runs, but all the results are available on our website. Um, that's the runnersdiary.com. And uh, you can go there to check out the full list of all park runs that took place across Munster. Yeah, and you know, just click into the link and it'll come straight up to you. So very handy. So you know, I think we're one of the few who do the whole of Munster. So you know, start looking away. So then the good news as well for that with park run related is plans have started to start a new junior park run in St Mary's Health Campus in Gronabroher. Um. So they're just looking for, I think, a bit of help now at the moment with that. If you check out um, uh, parkrun.com for that and, they, you know, you get all the information you need in it. But I think it would be a, a great amenity for the north side. Um, I know that up at that campus quite well and I think it would be a really good area. There's plenty of schools up around that side and it can draw big crowds in it. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's great. It's great. I think, you know, we have the junior parkrun in Cove on a Sunday morning, Bannacolic a Sunday morning. I think there was talks about a lock there a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, I'm not too sure where that is now. So if that can get over the line, and again, um, this one I think you know be good spread there again for the junior park runs across the city. Um, so much to be encouraged there. They're great yeah. events in fairness. Um, so we look at some other results over the weekend. Yeah. So the um, Imra Kernhill. Um, 8.4k was on today now unfortunately we don't have results at the moment but um, I did see that it was a record attendance for it I think it was 220 people I think ran it so well done to everybody who, who ran that what looked soft underfoot which I think you would expect for this time of year in, in trail running 
But um, I know again, Watergrass Hill, I think, had a strong crowd out because I did see them post it up. Um, so well done to anybody who took part in Curran Hill. And once the results are in, we will have it up on our website. That's it. Um, also, some great news uh, breaking today again. A man that we've mentioned on the show quite regularly. I think he gets mentioned as well in the, the interview with Connor there later on. Uh, so John Mead. Uh, had a great run in a cross-country event there. I think I'm pronouncing this right, the Sinke Malini, 94 Sinke Malini cross-country race. He was third in the over 40 category, so a strong performance on foreign soil there for John. Yeah, and then another, you know, a strong performance by the same Finbar's man himself, so, you know, great run and well done, John. Um, and then my fellow club mate, uh, Pat O'Connor from Eagle AC, took a win over in the Winston uh, Salomon, is it? 10K race in the US. So well done to Pat on um, a victory there again on US soil. Great run by Pat, yeah. Nice guy in fairness, well done, Pat. Um, closer to home then, of course, there wasn't a lot around Cork, so we're just kind of looking around Munster a bit again uh, this weekend. And in Ardfort, uh, the Tom Kelly Memorial 8K, uh, a great win there in the ladies' category from the, the ever flying Breda Gaffney, uh, who was first overall there from Mallow AC in a time of 31.05. So again, a super runner, Breda. So well done, Breda, there and a great win. And then you had a big attendance for, you know, a lot of Cork people I know were travelling down to the Tom Walsh 10K. And again, we will hear later on in Connor's interview that he did call out that he was going to be running this race. And no surprise, he took the win. Um, so Connor was first male across the, uh, the line um, in a time of 31.35. Connor is obviously a member of Leeville, so well done to Connor for that win. Um, a great start to the year. Um, then in the female, second place was Carl Finn in a time of 37.57, also a Leeville member as well. So well done to Carl, who is again as another, you know, finishing starting the year in style again. And I'll give a special mention. I've got an request in. Um, so special mention to a, a good listener and fairness, Tygo Sullivan from Queen Track Tracers, is it? Uh, you, you, you've got it right once and you've I gone got, backwards again. I'll never get it right. I, I, I'm going to do it on purpose. No, no. Queen um, Track. Jesus. No, it's gone for me. Queen Trail Blazers. It's, it's, not, it's not that hard. It's not. Oh, we'll, hold, we'll, <laughs> we'll hold classes for you. We trailblazers. It's we, easy. We will do. Who <laughs> finished fifth overall, and and just behind him was, um, Burgess Nugent from Eagle AC, who you know tying and himself and a few of us all trained together in Ferris. So, um, well done to Fergus, who was just behind him in sixth as well. So, if you do have any requests or you do have anything that you see someone has done well in the race. Um, outside of Cork and outside of Munster um, again just tag us in it and we'll make sure to give them a shout that's it that's it um, so we'll move on to fixtures now um, just before we call out those coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, we actually did get a, a shout there from Mallow AC as well to give their event a shout out so again we've mentioned it a couple of times in the last few weeks as well um, look it's a fantastic race it's a 10 mile race again we've, we've often said we don't have too many of them Um so check out Mallow AC page is there for all the details. It's selling out quite quickly. It probably will sell out eventually. Um, so don't delay it. Have a look at that one, uh, Mallow AC 10-miler. Yeah, and look, uh, it is it is a fantastic race and it's always a very well-supported race. So, you know, we wish them all the best with that and do, as Brian said, sign up early because it does sell out. Um, but it's a fast course and usually conditions are good for it. So sign yeah. up fast. 
Okay, we better go on and look at what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. So again, we're going to go to our own website. Uh, again, we've been saying this for the last few weeks. We have a fixtures page. If you go in and check the runnersdiary.com and go to the fixtures section, you'll be able to see all the uh, fixtures across, you know, road and uh, some Immer races as well, BHA. Um, so check out, we've put up as much as we are aware of at the moment. And if we've missed something, uh, please make sure to give us a shout and we'll, we'll add up any event that we're missing. So starting off with next week, we have all the park runs again across Munster in Ireland at uh, 9.30. Um, so ch again, check out your local park run. Support it. If you're not running, maybe you can go and volunteer. They're always looking for volunteers. And on the Sunday next week at 11 a.m., uh, it's a Cork BHA event, uh, the DuPont IFF 5K. So again, BHA, as we've mentioned regularly, run a great event and another good one coming up there next Sunday. And then the following week on the 28th, again, we have the park runs on the, the Saturday morning at 9.30. And on the 29th of January, you have the Donald Rail Park 5K held by North Cork AC. Always a great race, so get out and support that. Yeah, and like we mentioned, I think already it's a great setting to run in as well. So if you haven't run in Donald Rail Park, it's definitely one to check out. Uh, we'll move one week on again. Um, so again, on the 4th of February, we have again all the park runs as we keep mentioning on a Saturday, but I think the first very very big race of the year, and again I know even this week talking to so many people this week who we've met on training runs and you know just contacting the page, the one that a lot of people target is the John Tracy Dungarvan Ten, um, and it's a great race, great colour that day, um, fast course. So that's starting at a eleven a.m. I believe on the fifth um, of February. And just to note for people there that that race is sold out and is closed. So, you know, if you don't have an entry there, unfortunately, you will not get one now. Um, we move on to the following week then, which is... Just one more on that day as well, actually, sorry, uh, that I missed there, nearly missed anyway, um, is there's a Nimra race as well on that day. Um, so the Mount Hillary AC Club, a great club, um, and a very scenic route there as well. They're hosting a, an eight, just over an 8k, 8.4k race. Uh, so that's 11 a.m. on the 5th as well. Uh, again, so please support that one if you're into the trail running. And then we go to um, the 11th of February, which again, you have all the park runs. Then on the 12th of February, you have the Clawing Commons 4k race. Uh, so it's race four of the series, which has been a very successful series again this year. Um, so a 9.30 start there. So get out and support that. And then at 11 o'clock, so you can make that and run straight to uh, the Cork BHA race in the Janssen Pharmaceuticals, which is the 6K. Um, brilliant race. Again, another business house race. Always runs smoothly. And I have just have another one there because I'm going to be at this race, which is the Munster uh, Masters Indoor Championships in Nina. Um, so I am going to be partaking in definitely the 1500 metres and maybe the 800 as well. So that's in Nina, but you have to be an Linux Ireland member and in a club to enter that. This is the one now we mentioned that the, the runners all over Munster are shaking in their vapour flies that Damien Kennelly is making an appearance, is it? Yeah, I doubt it somehow. I think it's <laughs> going to go down like a lead balloon for me because I have done zero speed work since um, well before October. So I don't want to know, right? I'll come to a later on a little bit of training, but I'm just going to go out and I'm just going to run it. And that's my starting point. Yeah, this is the, the kick up the backside run, is Exactly, it? yeah. So that's the next one. We might as well finish out February, I think, as we're... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're not too far away of it. So the 19th of February, 
Again, we have another IMRA event, um, the Malloway Sea Trail race again. So again, check out imra.ie for all the details on their races. There's information on our own page as well. But if you want to go to the IMRA website, then check that one out. And again, on the same day, the Tommy Ryan Memorial, there's a 34 Tommy Ryan Memorial from some club who I can't pronounce their name now either. So I'm going to, yeah. Uh, no, that's the Eagle SE Tommy Ryan Memorial. Uh, it's Carrigline Five Mile Race. I did it last year. Again, we mentioned we spoke about it a bit there recently. Challenging course, but a good, good course as well at the same time. So, well organized event. It fairness. is, yeah. and in fairness, yeah. um, Karen, who was on the show, and Rory Egan are two organizers. It. And look, I, I'll big up this race because it's one I've I've run myself before, and it is a great race. So please uh, sign up, and you know. Run a run. It's not easy, but it's a good course. Will people get to meet you that day? Uh, we'll see how I feel after the, the <laughs> fifteen hundred meters we poor have I recovered. <laughs> okay, we we'll keep going. We we'll keep going. So great race there. One more to finish up the month. Uh, the Kinsale ten miler is on the twenty sixth of February. So I think we've gone out a good bit there now. But as I keep saying, check out our calendar page, uh, the fixtures page on the runnersdiary dot com. <laughs> We'll move on to what? No, we still haven't fixed the Strava. What we're going to do with Strava yet? All right. So, Brian, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little brief chat about our training for the last week. This is only brief. We're not going to day by day or anything like that. Um, because look, I know you have in, your mileage has improved a little bit. Mine has improved a little bit. So, just we'll have a quick chat. How was your training this week, been? Yeah, uh, getting into it sluggish enough. Now, to be honest, about there's uh, you know, still. Trying to get rid of all that Christmas stuff and uh, get the feeling back fully. But yeah, I've got out a good bit now. I got out every night uh, in the past week. I was saying to you, I, last week I was doing this challenge of running a 5K minimum every day. So some of that has been on the treadmill, some on the road. Um, got a 10 miler in there yesterday uh, with Aidan Crowley there. We added in a bit of speed, but to be honest about it, after about two and a half miles, I had enough. Uh, so I was hoping to get maybe five done, but two and a half I backed off. So the not at the levels yet, but look, building slowly. Um, now, I do say I'm running every day. Today is the first day that that might fall um, due to excesses of parting too hard last night, maybe. Before you get in the dig. Yeah, yeah. So I, it was a late night for me last night. Oh, and look. just life, life is getting in the way. But look, that's the one thing, Brian, with, with mm. run streaks. And I know, look, this is only one thing. So it's not as if you were going for a year, one streak or run streak. Oh, but, yeah. you know, like... You had, there was a big celebration, obviously, in your household yesterday. Um, and these things need to be enjoyed. So, you know, they have to be put first. And running, you know, we, we don't do this for money. So it has to be done, fitted in when we can. So you did time, 10 miles yesterday, which, yeah. look, I'll, I'll give you permission to take over three of that, 3.2 of that over to today, all right? Just so you can get over the 5K, okay. all right? We'll in, so we'll split two. that and, and then you, you're good. Um, but look again when it comes to your age, you know, it takes harder, it takes longer oh, to God. recover. There we go again. So, there we go. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Sorry, sorry, so I apologize. It takes longer yeah. to recover. So, you know, you need you needed your nap today, you know, and all that stuff. So I wish, look, I wish yeah. I know. Look, you it, it it's just a 5k, you know. Oh, yeah. And you know, you still you never know, you still might get time. The treadmill is right behind you. If you yeah. hear Brian getting out of breath in the next five minutes, that's because he's going to be running on the treadmill, hopefully. If I decide to do this later tonight, we'll have to edit this piece out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yourself, how did you go? So yeah. I ran six days this week, which 
is geez, the most I've done in a very, very long time. So I got up to 41 miles and people may see that today that I did go for just over a two mile run today because Aoife made an agreement with the two of us that if, you know, she would, she would refuse to listen to the show till we hit 40 miles. So I was on 38 points. That's the sweet business about. I thought she mentioned you too as well, did she? No, that's just, <laughs> to me, she just mentioned you to give another All right, okay. Yeah, All right. I, was, I was a good okay. boy. All right. So I was like, right, I, I was on yesterday. I was going to take today as a day off. It's because I just, like yourself, I just couldn't be bothered. Um, and I um, saw that I was literally a mile and a bit short. So I said, right, I have to go out and get this. I have to get to 40 miles. So, you know, I'd like to welcome Aoife Cook to the show today um, <laughs> for listening to this. Um, no, the upsetting thing was when she found out Connor was on the show anyway, she said, oh, I'm going to listen anyway because Connor is very good. So, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. but no, it's, um, I'm happy. I did a hill session, a hill sprints today, this week as well. So, you know, step in the right direction, just over 41 miles. I will not be going over 50 miles any week at any time soon. Any, you know, I don't need to. Uh, as I said, my plan is to do the 1500 meters in Nina. That is pretty much my plan for the year is track and cross country. So I'm going to use that race as my starting point. I'm going to get sick in a bucket and then I'm <laughs> going to move on after that. But You're look, making me feel a bit guilty, you know, because I just looked like 36.2 on my Strava, like, you know, so I probably should have done that run. No, the only good thing, all right, is you were going for 5K, it would mean you wouldn't have hit the 40. Well, it can be more than 5K. Yeah, but you, you know you're you're very late. No, you know you need your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't enough. want me to. <laughs> I, I won't do an Ethan and a Mark Smith on it where they just get that small bit of slightly that further than you got. Each time, each time, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Go so no. Twenty-five to twelve or something like that. Good news is a step in the right direction. Um. So, and I actually had it, Saturday went out and we won't we won't stay this long, but I did get the pleasure of meeting our. Uh, Rory, who helps us a lot with this as well. So, you know, it was great to actually have a chat with Rory um, again in, in Saturday morning. So he was a bit starstruck once he saw Aoife, to be fair to him. No, I don't know why he got starstruck, but <laughs> so, yeah, so it was nice. Good, good week. And it's done. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So we'll keep hopefully moving forward. And again, like a lot of people, I'm sure they've kicked off their New Year resolutions. I suppose one other thing to point out as well, and I did see a lot of clubs this week uh, posting about Coach to 5K programs. So again, for anyone who's listening and maybe trying to get into running, you know, we've always kind of recommended that you, you know, a good thing to do if you're finding it difficult is join a club. But also, you know, if maybe if you don't want to commit long term to a club, you could just join a Coach to 5K program. Um, and again, get in contact with your local clubs. Um, there's many of them going ahead. If clubs want to contact us, um, we can also probably add the Coach 5Ks into our calendar, or at least we can give them a shout out um, as the weeks go by there if you have something starting. So again, onwards we go. Yeah, um, exactly. So I think we will now move to our interview of the week um, to the multi-talented Conor McCauley, and you'll hear exactly why soon enough. Um, so I think, Brian, I'd leave it up to you to introduce Conor. For the latest results and details of upcoming races, go to therunnersdiary.com. Okay, we'd like to welcome Connor McCauley to this week's podcast. Connor, as we described him, a runner, a singer, a farmer, a wood sculpture, and according to one of our uh, podcast listeners, a handsome bastard as well. So we've got it all, Connor. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. 
Thanks, lads. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I think that's one of the most, uh, the, well, the longest intros I think we've had. And also one of the most, like, I've never, ever, and I saw the comment from the person, we won't mention the person, coming in and said, and the fecker has a handsome bastard, which is not fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as well that uh, this isn't a video link uh, that we put out because uh, I'm sure there's red faces showing on that. Which, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just receding into my chair here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, again, Connor, welcome to the podcast. Uh, you know, again, another runner well known on the local scene uh, across many different distances, I suppose, and disciplines. So it's good to have you on board. And again, your story is a good one to share with the people of Cork and beyond. Um, like we do most weeks, I think we're going to settle in with a kind of a, a rapid fire question round just to get to know you a bit better and um, maybe some good answers and humorous answers here. So I'll let Damien kick us off as usual. Right. So, Connor. Flat horse or hills? I I'd go with hills actually. Okay. Short distance or long distance? Long distance. Interesting. I, I didn't expect that. Um, alpha fly, vapor flies, or other? Oh, alpha flies were bad to me in in Berlin, so uh, <laughs> vapor fly only. They went straight in the bin. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, back, middle, or front of pack? Well, we, we, we think we know that one anyway. I don't know the answer. The front, you're the front you're of the pack. I'll give you the, the answer. Front, for you. say, you're yeah, at the yeah. front. Um, run alone or with a group? Uh, it's a mix, really. Uh, I like the headspace of a run on my own, but then you just can't beat a group for improvement. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you prefer training in hot or cold weather? Cold. I did. A, I did enough time in. A, I did a few months in California and couldn't bear it. Okay. So even even January here is, is better than anywhere hotter. <laughs> Are you a morning runner or evening runner? Morning. I, it just frees up time. Yeah. For activities in the evening. <laughs> Wait, and you pledged them to pick from anywhere? Yes, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't run, you would? Um, take your pick, really. I'd yeah, say from I'd the, be From the other farming. hobbies. Yeah. Um, I can't run without. Uh, I have to go with the Garmin. Yeah. As bad as it is, uh, I feel almost naked without one and yeah i've gone home a few times that's the second week in a row that's been mentioned now so that's interesting <laughs> yeah. um is it my question or your question Yours. Yours, yeah. Yeah. Tea, or, tea or coffee coffee all the way and last beer wine or non-alcoholic uh, i enjoy a beer specifically i'd say chieftain okay Interesting. Interesting. That's a, a chiefly nose. And I've had it obviously in the Franciscan well, but never really outside of there. <laughs> yeah. A word of warning, just one or two. It doesn't work for a, a night out as no. James Crawford and John O'Connell will attest to. <laughs> never speak of that. We, we might speak of that now later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You bought yeah. it up though, Connor. You bought it up. There you go. So, Connor, maybe I know this is a bit. Myself and Damon spoke a bit about you during the week and we have a few, I suppose, a lot to discuss, but maybe I think a good place to start maybe might be your PBs because 
you know, Damon sent them on to me there as well, and they're quite impressive. So I might just throw them at you there, and you can give us a baby a bit of a story, Tom, if you have it at the hand. But 5K, 1452. Yeah, um, big star on that one. That's that's new market. Um, so it's it's a it's a generous course, as we all know. But yeah. Um, uh, I, I I remember being thrilled with that one, but also a little bit kind of uh, wary that the course gives a lot back. So uh, I I did actually go and run 14.52 then later that last year, last summer. So that kind of validated it for me. And uh, um, just to be in that, that sub-15 sub club now is, is something special. Yeah, because yeah, there's, 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 there's not many out there, Connor, really. Do you know, there's... There's not. Could, e, e, yeah, even with the, the advantages that we have now, you know, there's not there's not too many people doing it. So when it does happen, it's it's... Especially for the level we're at, you know, club runners, it's something mm. that, you know, I've always had my eye on for years. So, and I had a few 1503s and 1502s in there. I think you've come so, close and uh, Queen a few times, haven't you? Or did you I, I even get under 15? 1530 is Queen, I think, but that was got a few years ago now, Brian. So, probably yeah. do an old trip out. You'd have to get you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a few others here, but just a few that I suppose the big ones 10K, 31 minutes. Yeah, that was a that was a really, uh, really good one. To, that I um, it was actually over in Lisbon in Portugal. It was over John Mead and, and Donal, and um, the shoes had just come out, so it was probably my second or third run in them. And um, the PB before that was like thirty two, forty something. But it was you know three or four years old at that stage. I was due a chunk off it, but I was just stunned to run thirty one flat, and just it felt very comfortable and you know the splits are all we're all you know quite consistent and um i won the race so oh, um but they, they managed to still um <laughs> skip me on the podium they, they brought up second third and fourth first because i was uh i was a, ma a master's runner which <laughs> they they downgraded me to the the old men's podium <laughs> oh, yeah. three other quick ones your 10 mile is, is 51 58 yeah, Dunkarvan last year. Half, 68 or two. Yeah, um, The Hague, a couple of years ago, 2020. And an outstanding marathon time of 2.25.44. Yeah, that's that's another very special one to me. Um, you know, living in Cork now, eight years, that was always the one on my mind to do. So um, uh, getting out and doing that in, in front of, you know, People cheering you on from all sorts of clubs, people you recognise along the course and, and the roads you run every day and training on. It was just one of those days where it clicked and uh, yeah, yeah, that was a really good one. And Connor, what's your, um, what's, what was your time that you'd be kind of proudest of out of them ones? Jeez, um, that's a good question. I, I, I'd say the marathon, you know, there's always something about a, a good marathon time that you kind mm. of um, hold in high regard for yourself. It's one of the toughest races, mm -hmm. um, and it's always been in in my, you know, one of my long term goals was the sub two thirty even. So to be getting a good few minutes under that, on a know, tough yeah. enough course as well, not on, an on easy course. course. Yeah, well. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we probably jumped ahead a small bit there, but it was just good to see it get get a flavour of your your running skills, but. Maybe if you take us back to the early years and how you got first interested in running. And I wonder, mm. is it a family affair? Because I know your sister as well, Sinead, 
from Denor Harriers. I think is she still Denor Harriers? I remember. She's you with um, before, yeah. MSB now, um, but okay. yeah, she's still running away stronger than ever. Um, so it, yeah, I guess it is in the family. Um, myself and Sinead are, are big into it. My my other brother and sister, you know, dabble a bit, and even even at that, they're they're pretty handy. My brother ran like a three o three o one or three o two before getting bored and throwing in the towel. Um, but I I guess I go I'd go back to January 2011 when I first kind of discovered running and and the benefits mentally and physically I I, I um, at the time I was just living in Dublin floating along a bit you know enjoyed my weekends and a bit of soccer um, so there was a bit of a void and I remember after that that Christmas you know I was at a few house parties and things and not feeling great about myself and just you need to get out and get get a bit fitter um so it was very early january and you know i hadn't done much running at all i'd done a 5k here and there um so i said i'm going to go out and run for an hour and that was the only the only target and it was um it was a cold january night around the streets of uh klansky and Ratgar. i didn't know where i was going but um i got the hour done probably about nine minute miling, but it was one of the most satisfying things I've ever done. And that sense of achievement that, you know, I could go out and do that. Mm. Um, so from there, I kind of just took off. I um, I know I, I found the Irish Mountain Running Association in Dublin. So, um, you know, just enjoying the outdoors. I started going out to a few of those and meeting a few people. There were only 5K, 10K races and, you know, half of them you were walking up hills but it was just getting out and getting fit and um then later on that year uh, i would have run a half marathon for the first time um i think it was 136 or 37 so you know i started off fairly humble beginnings and um was just enjoying it i wasn't in the club or anything all my all my training was on my own i didn't really know what i was doing just uh, just running. And then I guess the next year I took off and I did uh, Dublin Marathon in 2012. So again, I still wasn't within the group or anything. I guess I just didn't have the confidence, but um, I, t- I took a plan off the internet for, I think it was a 3.30 <laughs> marathon plan. And um, I just started following that blindly, you know. And um, and what did you come across the line in? 2.59. Okay, but that sub three plan is a good plan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might share that one with me. <laughs> yeah, so, Brian, Brian, Brian could definitely do with that plan big time. I, I, I share share my Strava. It's kind of funny. It's funny, like because about halfway through, I did a half marathon in in one twenty five or so, and someone just said to me, "Oh yeah, you, you should definitely be targeting sub three. I, I didn't really know much about paces or what I should be doing, and. Um, so I just took that same plan and increased every session by about two miles. And, you know, the warm up, if I look back on my, my Garmin Estrava, it's like half a mile warm up, four miles hard, half a mile warm down, something like that, you know, and I, yeah. I did, it was just hard or slow or medium, you know, it was kind of, yeah, naive, but in a, in a nice way, you know, it was, it was a bit, it was, it was pure. So um, there's, nothing, yeah. there's, there's nothing wrong with that sometimes going to go with your, your, your eyes shut and just go and just, you know, no expectations, just run. Exactly. Yeah. And and the goal in that race is just to, to fall in with the sub three hour pacers and um, stick with them. And it got bloody hard. I think around Donnybrook, I was cramping up and just got over the line barely 259. 
and uh, ah, just I was hooked then. Like you know, that was yeah. uh, run, running was a thing for me. I didn't go back to soccer or anything after that. I remember the the manager for the, the team. I I told him I'm going to train for a marathon, so I'm not going to run the winter season for Astro. And then they were all like, "All right, you got to, you got that out of your system now. You're coming back." <laughs> like no, sorry, lads. I joined the Nor there. I'm uh, I'm into this now. Not getting any better at the soccer. <laughs> yeah. And when did you move down to Cork then, Connor? So the next year I just went traveling. Um, just felt like a good time. To, uh, I went off to Asia for the year, um, about nine or ten months. Um, had a ball, you know, didn't really run much, but I never really forgot about it either. You know, I actually got a running tattoo on my arm. I was in um, Thailand just as a kind of little... <laughs> You know, it, a reminder. Just what hobby are you doing tomorrow? What hobby are you doing? Oh, oh yeah, running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you get back, remember to run. Um, so I came back early 2013. Um, not a penny in my pocket. I was living back with the folks in Wexford, and um, I was just, you know, on to companies to get some work as a software engineer. So um, uh, a six-month contract came up in Apple. So um, having not really. I'd been to Cork once or twice before, and I just didn't even think twice. I was like, "Yep, yeah, sounds good." And uh, sure, the rest is history. I am um, six months here. I, I just fell in love with the place and um, and the club. I met a lot of great people down Lee Vale, and um, started training with the group. And then I kind of realised, yeah, this okay, this is what training looks like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I thought I was <laughs> the biggest shot coming in the sub three. Marathon, and then you go down and see lads like Mikey Hurley and and James Groff and Shiner and um, Ben Tisselwold, few these lads, and you're like, all right, this is this this is the level. Yeah, this is this is, a, this, is a re- this is real running, like yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now you're coming that's and saying that about eight years you. on. Eight years <laughs> on, yeah. And obviously, look, we've had a few people on from Leeville, and you know, a lot of them say the same thing, but like. Tell us about the Leeville story, which you, I suppose, who, who who have influenced your career there and brought you on to those next levels, I suppose. Yeah, like I said, um, going down in those early days, I um, I was just kind of sitting in the back of the pack and finding my my place in the group and what you know where I should sit in, um, uh, what level I was at. So I was just showing up to the sessions and quickly realised, you know, uh, Tony is. Is this kind of sage of uh, knowledge and wisdom that I really need to just listen to what he says? And um, he's been there and done it. He he doesn't complicate things. He was very short with me at the start, as in, but not in a rude way. Is sort of like, oh yeah, just you know, run that pace. Because I I would maybe be asking, should I run my five k pace? Should I run my ten k pace? And you know, he'd he'd be having none of it. And just just run, just <laughs> just go run hard, and. Um, just kind of deconstructed all the complexity in it and um so yeah I found a few lads that I, I fell in with in those early days like um I think David Comer was there and he used, he used to lead the tempo sessions and um you know it was it was all very behaved and people would sit in single file and go down get the session done and go home and that and that was the beauty of it there was no really messing or racing you know the odd time of course we we'd bury ourselves in training but mm-hmm. um it was just uh, the structure of it all, really. I think that, that, that and then I, I obviously started improving rapidly that year once I knew how to train properly. And Tony had me doing 5Ks and 10Ks and then 
went back into Dublin again later that year, knocked knocked another 15 minutes off. Um, so it just yeah, it just progressed every year from then. And when kind of when did you kind of realize that actually I'm not too bad at this? You know, I know I, sub three is you know obviously, but then when you you're out you're yeah. out right now you're at a different level completely. You know, and you know if you go to a start line, you're one of the favorites for a race. When did that suddenly come? Go ah, actually I'm actually not bad at this at all. Um, I think it was later that year, um, when I, I just had a, a very big jump from um, in the half marathon in particular that year. So like uh, I think when I joined Lee Vale, it was, it was one, one twenty two, and then I got down to one fifteen in Charleville that year. And, you know, I was kind of um, in the mix in races in around Cork, and well, you know, top ten ish. Mm. For a lot of the BHA races, say so. I kind of said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm kind of on a good path here. I keep mm. doing what I'm doing. Like in a few years' time, now I should be, you know, moving up to the to business end of races." And sure enough, like just kept the head down, and um, every year I was improving. And uh, as long as long as I'm doing that, I'm I, I'll keep doing it competitively. I think. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're a guy actually like when you think about that you seem to be able to perform at all distances from from the five k to the marathon. Do you have a particular favorite? Um, I guess it's right somewhere in the middle, uh, around the the ten mile mark. I think is is probably where I I feel um it's the, it's the greatest mix of speed and endurance somewhere between say yeah ten k and and ten miles. Um, but I do have this. Uh, special place for the half as well there's just something nice about that distance it doesn't you know yeah you need to put in a good shift for it in training you need to do the miles and then it doesn't completely wreck you either you can be yeah. back training a week later you know mm -hmm. yeah no it definitely does um like i think the kind of the nicest distance really is around the 10 mile to the half marathon because as you said you don't need massive mileage like once you go to the marathon you know which we'll probably come to later on a small bit there with a little bit of your training you know it's your the mileage is nearly doubling, not far off it for it, you know. So the, the half marathon to ten miler, you can get away with a comfortable mileage, and as you said, yeah. not killing yourself. And you can't bluff it, you know. There's yeah. nowhere to hide in a half marathon the last three miles. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Just take us through, so Connor, maybe your your typical training week, maybe if you don't mind, and what are the key sessions for you? Um. Yeah. So I suppose I'll. Say I was training for a half or, or a marathon. I guess my week would be typically seventy to eighty miles. I just know that's my that's my sweet spot around now. I don't get injured with that. Um, um, I take every Monday off without fail now for the last few years. That's just um, maybe consequence of getting old, but um, it's just a very nice day to take off as well after. Um, mm. what Sorry, Connor. Just you, well, you say you're getting very old. What age you know? 39 now. You're 39 now. Okay, God help brain. You're the, you're the, you're the youngest. Here, <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, so no, to be fair, the age does catch up on you. I think once you do enter the, the Masters, I don't recover like I did anymore. So we usually have a quite a heavy weekend. So Monday just really suits me. It's lovely waking up Monday and, you know, you're not going out for a run and you can uh, get on with the day and not, not even think about running. Um, and then we hit Tuesday and I always do four miles in the morning without fail most weeks. I meet John Shine down um, 
in the city and we go for a four mile run and go for a scone after it's just like the, the idea to start to the week um and then we go down to the track that evening um um, and track is usually, you know, two mile warm up and then it, it could be anything, whatever Donny throws at us that week. So, for example, last week it was 400 to start, then a mile, then a K, then 800 and then five 400. So it's it's tough. It's, um, it's good volume. But the, the way I look at it is, you know, I'm doing two sessions a week. I'm not doing another hard session Saturday. So put in a good shift there and, and recover for the rest of the week. Yeah. So Wednesday is usually two runs to you know very easy mostly by time so uh probably 12 miles in total maybe like five in the morning and six or seven in the evening um and and it's probably it's usually just like 50 minutes or a good run for an hour you know i don't i don't really care about the pace just uh recover the legs a bit yeah um and then for the last few weeks thursdays i've been doing medium long like 13 miles um, and i head out lunchtime um, so I do a magical mystery tour the north side hills and um, it, it's it's um, it's easy pace but yeah there's a lot of climb so it's it's a good workout um, and then Friday would be just an easy single run in the morning maybe for five six seven miles um, Saturday we'd go out to the farm then that's that's probably the key session of the week at the moment it's um, four by ten minutes you know that's the that's the bread and butter of Donny's training really it's um it's a super session you're hitting you know just under two miles four by two miles really yeah. um and on the grass uh occasionally down the marina you know for training for you know half marathon or something uh and then sunday i mostly try to get a 20 in um you know if i'm not racing or something that that's the typical week you know all year round think it's beneficial to be getting 20s in um my body can take it now i think a few years ago i wouldn't just be doing 20s you know you, people kind of associate them only with marathons but um just good good endurance too connor you know like it, I think is, it's just, yeah. it just helps build up the stamina a bit and you can just yeah. you know you can handle a bit more then with it you know like when I choked the air because i say anything between 16 to 20 i think and you're hitting a good yeah. number in there on sundays Exactly, that two-hour two hour mark, yeah. Yeah, anything yeah. in between there, and you're laughing with that. And then I would see, like, I would usually either Saturday or Sunday, we might see you You have a nice little training group that you have going at the moment with yourself, Ryan Creech, Tim O'Donoghue. Yeah. Um, like, it's a, an A-list, to be honest with you, of names in, in Cork running, you know, and it's, it's that must be just brilliant to go, right, let's let's get out now and you know you're all trying to push each other on big time uh it's massive like sure like i say it over and over again you can't beat the group like they just everyone brings each other on and what we find normally is like say january we're down to track now a few weeks ago we started back and you know we're all doing sessions together but we're every week we're collectively improving as a group and you know the the reps are getting a little sharper and quicker mm. and um so we all we all improve at the same rate as well then because we um, we tend to just target the same races uh, like a lot of us will be doing Rohini. Um but yeah it's 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 brilliant being around some of those lads like Ryan and Tim like um, you know they're the they're national stars really when you when you look at it and you know Ryan is you know an Olympic hopeful so just to be in around these lads and um it it drives you on massively 
Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I have to say you touched on it earlier there, and I think I said it a couple of weeks ago on another show, but I remember this year's Cork Marathon and, you know, I was pacing in the Cork Marathon, but I went, was going to the start line and Tim was bombing up through the marina in first place and really giving us socks, but you weren't too far behind and it was, it was great to see guys from the, you know, local clubs and, and like flying the colours in the, in our own marathon and you had a great run that day in fairness. Yeah, it was just phenomenal day like um one of those days it clicks and um running down the marina was was actually really really nice just the amount of miles we've done down there every sunday and yeah. i think the, and they hadn't opened the railway what uh, line in a long time but they opened it just that day so it was that's right it was brilliant um so yeah definitely yeah. giving them other crack this year i think good to hear good to hear um, I think, I don't know if there's any more talk about running because we have a lot more to get through. I don't know if any more on the running, Damon, before we dive into some other things. No, I think we, we'll dive into some of the, we'll throw in a couple of questions there that you have there, I oh, think, yeah, from, yeah, a certain, from, from a certain person that you probably guessed the minute we asked the questions, Connor. Um, <clears throat> so the first one is, and this is to do with Leeville, to be fair to it. Um, so and I'll you can take a guess who these are from if you want. Um, when is Connor going to purchase a new Leeville singlet? <laughs> yeah, I know that's some Donald. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, these these nipple slip photos are, are becoming a disgrace <laughs> at this stage. Um, Janet Jackson moments, according to Donald. Um, I, I don't know how, I don't know what what's up with the Leeville singlets, but they just don't fit me, and I'm and it's I'm wearing the smallest possible. Um, <laughs> But I, I've got in touch with a, a fella in Ron Hill in the UK. Who, who, they do custom singlets. So, um, 2023 is going to be a, a new year for my singlets. Yeah, Nipgate nip is gone. Nipgate yeah. is gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gary Hopefully. Lee has a collection of them at this stage. <laughs> question number two. Um, again, we might let you guess who this came from. But the question is, who is a better runner? John Mead, Michael Hurley, or Donald Copley, and why? <laughs> and we need an answer. We're not allowed to leave till we get an answer. No, no <laughs> diplomatic answers. No, this is straight <laughs> off. Who's better? Uh, this is the eternal question that keeps me up at night. Um, <laughs> I suppose they've all beaten each other at some stage. Yeah. Um, Donald, I don't know if he's mentioned it recently, but he's probably the man in form now, having uh, beaten them both last year. Um, John See, is just my, a stalwart. My, my question, my question with this, my, my, my thing was actually because Brian sent it on to me, was are we talking about who's the better runner over periods of time? Are we talking about the better runner right now? I think Donald wants us to probably say who's the better runner right now. Right, we'll, we'll give him that bit. <laughs> or, you weren't supposed to mention that it was Donald answered the question. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. <laughs> I think that photo speaks for itself when he's uh, crossing the line in, in CIT. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, poor John just uh, got awful abuse that day. Um, but uh, I suppose... Um, if you're looking at all time, you'd probably have to um, hand it to Mikey um, just for his results alone and, and the era they were achieved in. You know, a Cork Marathon winner, some of his, his half marathons, 10 miles are very quick. Um, and extra points for his contribution to 
the sport and coaching and, and yeah. organization maybe. And the North Cork as well, but it's uh, the North Cork AC as well. Like in fairness, they've just gone from strength to strength over the last good few years as well. Yeah, definitely so. Yeah. Right, we drift into some other things. So again, I'm not too sure where to start here, but maybe we'll start with as many people know you on your musical side as well. You obviously have a keen interest in music, and you have a lot of songs put out there, and some quite yeah. re- really good ones. In fairness, like you know, <laughs> how did all that come about? Um. God, this goes back to like might surprise people, but I'm actually can't even read music. I am. Um, I just kind of taught myself back. Back when I was a teenager, um, I used to get these computer magazines with the floppy disks. It's showing my age now, but um, one of the one of one of the magazines I got had a bit of free software for composing music, but um, I didn't have a keyboard, so you ha- I had to use the actual PC keyboard. And uh, I was just sitting there on my own playing music with the learning chords and um, writing, I don't know, making up songs. It was only a bit of fun, but that kind of just took off then. And um, I started making a lot of music, learning how to, how to um, put it all together. Very primitive software. And um, yeah, I, I just used to get carried away doing that for hours. Um, and I think at some point my parents just took uh, took pity on me and bought me an actual keyboard. <laughs> and, uh, at least it wasn't a so, drum kit, maybe. That might be the one good, good yeah. thing for your parents. Yeah, keyboard and earphones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it just took, I just kept doing it then. And I, as time went on, I kept upgrading the, the software. I started using a Mac and, you know, the Apple software. And, um, yeah, just... It, what started off as something just a bit of fun kind of I realized I was you know not too bad at it um, mm-hmm. and I started putting some of the music out there a few years ago mm-hmm. um, I'd never sang either like I never even rated myself as a singer but um, I think a few years ago I just put one put one up on Facebook and um, yeah I, I wasn't destroyed publicly yeah. so, uh, so it's all right so, yeah. uh, i said i put a few more up and uh i, t- I think yeah. one of my favorites that i can remember was the was it the beast from the east or something like that <laughs> it's a good one. yeah you have a bit of humor in it too at times of fairness yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's something lovely to just um sit down if i'm feeling like it and uh, see what comes comes to me like sometimes i uh, nothing nothing's flowing like but uh, other times i just sit down and uh, some a tune would come into my head and I'd I'd record it. So it's it's never planned or anything. It's just it's very organic. And um And would you play would have you ever played a a gig or anything, Connor, or is it just very much in the house, you know, just never amongst friends and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Never a gig or anything like that. So that's why it was a little intimidating even putting up the first one on Facebook. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah fair player. Fair player, you. Uh, uh, but just... can, can I book you for Brian's sixtieth, which is in two weeks' time? There, if you don't mind. Must, be, it must be a long time away. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, yeah. Every, every week now I get this, but uh, we did discover on last week's show that we have a, a, a runner. I don't know if you happen to listen yet, but we have a guy that's learning the ukulele. So I'm sure there's some band that we can form quite soon. There's there, something uh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need a bit of percussion. Ten weeks. Then. Ten weeks time. No, well, it's it's starting at the end of the month. I have a ten weeks lessons, so after that, then Connor, we'll um, we'll we'll, 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 we'll have a release of song. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I'm not so, sure if I needed a good ukulele or not. I don't even know if my one actually works. So. And <laughs> uh, what's next? We so much more. So we have the wood sculpture, which I can think I can see one right behind us. Can we? Right behind you. Is there one right behind you there? Is that oh, one in the yeah, corner? The, the elephants, yeah. yeah. The it's up on our website anyway if anyone wants to have a look there's a few uh, sculptures there so another interesting so, hobby yeah see the thing with these hobbies is that i um i think um i'm a person who's quite impulsive and impatient which can you know it's uh it can be a, a curse and a blessing i tend to rush into things and then but at the same time if i uh, i was on youtube one day and i saw somebody carving so i was like Jeez, I want to do that. Um, and you know the way people say, geez, I'd love to be able to do something like that. I, uh, I tend to just go and order a carving knife and a few uh, bits of wood and um, sat down and followed a YouTube video. And I was like, yeah, it's, not, it's not too bad. And it's quite, you know, it's quite relaxing and um, enjoyable. And the end result mm. is something you can put up in your house and show people. And so, uh, yeah, that just kind of took off again sort of getting more tools and getting into power carving then and uh, wood spirits youtube is dangerous yeah i think that's the common theme here that your your hobbies are look to be therapeutic with a then product maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i like to have to, to basically create things yeah but also they seem to be very kind of they're they're an individual you know, a lot of individual ones, but you know, mm. that ones that you can share with a group if you wanted to. But you know, mm. I can keep this to myself if I want to. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can go up to the attic and lock <laughs> yeah. the door. <laughs> I don't need everybody go away from me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then I think, Connor, yeah. we have your your, your big one, big I think, one. which you know, was which a lot of people had a lot of interest um last summer, especially or last year, which is the farm. Mm. So. How the heck did you decide to get a farm? It comes back to the impulsiveness. <laughs> like there's impulse and there's impulse. <laughs> I know, I know. It's taken to a new level, but I suppose, yeah, uh, I, this goes back to maybe that time in California as well when I was there in 2019. And I'd always got, I had a passing interest in, in nature and plants and just very interested in it without actually ha having done anything, you know, formally. So um, I started following these small farmers on YouTube. Like, um, I, I I don't know how, you know, you know, you get to YouTube holes and you, then they'd show up on your feed. So I just started following these guys and watching videos. And I came across this concept of um, no dig, which is a method of small scale farming where they don't actually till the ground. Um, they don't plow. You basically take a lot of compost, put it down in an area that kills off all the grass and you you plant your seeds and your transplants straight into this compost and stuff grows. So it's like, geez, that's that's magic. And you know, the benefits are, you know, a lot less work. You don't need to prepare the ground. You're not bringing up weed seeds every time you till. You're, you're kind of storing the carbon in the ground and you're maintaining this fungal network that recently discovered that's kind of critical to plant health. So, um, I, I don't know, I just got really interested in this. And when I got back from California, then I was living in Blarney at the time. I had a, I had a tiny little garden, couldn't do anything growing there. So I, there was a little common area and I kind of said to my neighbours, would you mind if I started doing a bit of growing? 
So I got, um, I found these free old scaffolding planks on Dundee and built some raised beds. And then I bought some compost from Blar a place in Blarney, who's um, horse manure. Um, piled it in, you know, about 10 inches, 10 centimeters deep. And uh, I planted some carrots, um, potatoes, peas, broad beans, and sure everything, everything grew brilliantly. I was like, Jesus, this, this actually works really well. And you know, that there was an incredible sense of satisfaction and uh, smugness <laughs> when I was in, e eating that food that evening, going, wow, I grew this, you know, from nothing. And even the, some of the local kids in the neighborhood were coming over and helping me, you know. So, and yeah, I just, I just saw this as a really healthy, um, really healthy thing to be doing and getting people involved in. And um, so then sure, COVID hit early 2020 and I'd, I was kind of, I'd like to really kind of get into this more. So I found this distance learning course in, in Limerick in organic horticulture. So two year course signed up and um, yeah, it took off from there. I kind of really started getting into the plant science and, you know, the the details of growing and um, how to run your own organic farm. And so I'd already kind of made the decision. I was this this is what I want to do and I want to have a go with this. Um, so uh, so I started I started looking out for a bit of land and um, a place came up in Middleton. Um, on four acres, a house on four acres, which is like, you know, very rare. And yeah. so I uh, I took the plunge there last summer and I'm, we're here now um, a year. Um, and, the, and the minute I got here, I just started getting to work outside and bought a little mini compact tractor. And I think the second I did, I was like, Jesus, I'm, I'm after doing it. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm actually committed to this, and uh, it's one of the best things I ever did because you know I, I'm out there a lot of evenings now, um, or whenever I can, building it. Um, I I know, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be smart about this. I'm not trying to grow anything in scale right now because I'm, you know, it's um it's going to be a lengthy process to build the farm first. So I'm working on the infrastructure, you know, getting the irrigation down and the piping and um preparing the ground because it's not it's not the same as just growing a couple of small beds in the back garden. I actually yeah. want to make to make an enterprise of this and make something big. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I'm planning it and trying to do it right step by step. First thing I did was put in about 1500 trees uh, as a hedgerow mm -hmm. because um, I, I just want to build by biodiversity You know, have have a place where, you know, it's alive. And the whole the whole idea of organic farming is, you know, you're not um, you're not relying on any synthetic chemicals, the herbicides and the pesticides. They're they're you know, there's alternatives like what I said, just no dig, putting compost down. Um, there, there are ways to manage pests and diseases by you know working with them rather than trying to eradicate them. So understanding their life cycles and pest predators, you can actually you know you can. If you have a problem with a pest, you can try bring in their predator and manage them, you know, rather than get rid of them because there's more benefits to having them around than, than not. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, that's it's it's it's, that's that's it. I, I, it's just I, another I, hobby. Do you, do, do you actually? I, 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 I say this 
obviously messing ever since I like where do you find the time for all this I, I like, <laughs> like you know you obviously have a full-time job you know yeah. you're you're looking after a farm now effectively you know yeah. running at 80 miles a week and everything else do you sleep at all I sleep I sleep very well <laughs> um, it's one of the things I prioritize um I I suppose um you know I I prioritize the things that matter um so to me that's running and farming and obviously I have to work um but there's there's enough hours in the day to get it all done when you think about mm. it there's 24 we sleep for eight we work for eight that leaves another eight and um you know we i guess i don't have children right now um that certainly helps frees up a lot of time from what i hear um, <laughs> and i you know i kind of get up and try do something early if i can uh before i go to work before I, even if it's an hour of doing you know a bit of weeding or you know getting getting something done in the nursery tunnel or something you know i'll just it's 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 um little and often really um so yeah the, the time is there I, I you know that's not to say i don't sit down in the evenings and you know watch the office and eat crisps so yeah, I, I do that plenty you have to make that time where um you just switch off and don't do anything um and you know we we make plenty of time to me and ellen we go for usually a meal most of our day nights you know um, yeah try to plan these things and um you know, so it's not all all in on one thing. You know, this is the farming thing is going to take a long time. So, uh, and nature is very slow. You know, yeah, it'll still so, be there next week. Like exactly, yeah, it's going to take time. As impatient so, as I am. <laughs> so, Connor, um, what's the next plan now for you? Like, as in going forward now, is you know, what's the next big race? What's the next goal? Um, so short term. Rohini is kind of on on the radar for a few of us, um, so that's that's what we're we're kind of um, targeting towards at the moment, along with the the All Ireland Masters in February. We had a good go at that last year, and and we've an even better team this year. I think Mark Walsh has come into the thirty fives team, um, so we've we think we have a very strong team. So we try to go up and win that. Um, Kenny, I think. Um, after that, then I mentioned earlier, you know, Cork kind of grabbed me last year. I got uh, was delighted with that run, but uh, I think I can, I think I can do a bit better. Hopefully, I get a good run of training. Good, yeah. um, you know, the way I look at marathons is, um, you know, I'm running nine, eight, nine years with Lee Vale now, so. I don't look at the kind of seven or eight week build up as important as some people think. You know, it's more of a cumulative. Mm. Um, the years behind me are now are, are kind of starting to pay off. So I feel I'm kind of ready almost at any point of the year to jump into a marathon and, and, and don't kind of put it up on the high pedestal as I used to put marathons on where you kind of you get nervous and Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, 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 I've done it a few times. I've, I've trained so much for a marathon, and um, you make it your kind of big goal of the year, and then it doesn't go your way. And yeah. whereas if you just try to treat it like any other race, um, you know, uh, it takes a bit of pressure off. 
definitely yeah. good advice yeah absolutely um i think that's nearly it connor we've got so much there we could keep going for another two hours i think with all your hobbies and all that but uh no it's been very informative and i think people will definitely get to know you a bit better and things that maybe they didn't know about you so i suppose really thanks for joining us anyways the first thing anyway oh brilliant thanks thanks for having me on lads it was enjoyable yeah and look for myself and damien anyway i just say best of luck it'd be great to see you again in cork this year give it another shot Absolutely. as you said yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. See you out there. and we 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 we'll see you in a more official compatibility. Compatibility. What is what's the word? Sorry, Comp- I, I'm trying to think of the word now. Whatever it is, anyway. <laughs> I this year, but you know, you'll have to listen to Monday's edition to find out more about that, Connor. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll so, make you listen. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so, brilliant. Listen, thanks a minute, Connor. Connor. Again, yeah. Thank, Thank you, you, lads. Follow us on social media. Find the Runner's Diary on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That was an absolutely intriguing chat with Connor there. As you keep saying, a multi-talented man. Um, check out his pages as well. Um, you know, we again, if you go on to our own website and the preview we did. Um, you'll see a link to a lot of his uh, YouTube channels and things like that. Um, so well worth checking out. And um, I found a lot of information there, a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of stuff that people wouldn't have known about him, maybe. Yeah, and just I, look, I, I, I said, I think I said it a couple of times in the interview. Like, I don't know where he gets the time from it for it, but you know, he did say it. There's 24 hours in a day, you know. Yeah. So, um, no, Verson, lovely fella, Connor is a really nice fella, and he is somebody who is so approachable at races, you know, and. He's just, he's a class act in fairness to him. Um, and, you know, as we said in the start interview, it's not that often we start a show with calling someone, what was it again, a sexy... Handsome uh, bastard. Handsome bastard, isn't it? So, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. that's not something we've we've done that often. So, you know, he well done on the accolade of that, Connor. That's it, that's it. So I think that's it for this week. Again, look, exciting times ahead for us, as we said at the start of the show. You know, we've a lot con- plans coming up now with Cork City Marathon. Um, hopefully we'll have someone on very soon to give us a bit of background um, on the race, you know, give us full details. Um, and as the weeks go by again, we'll be bringing on more people uh, from, I suppose, those who can give advice across everything, everything from coaching, you know, training, diets, etc., cetera, um, to the runners themselves and their stories. Um, so again, if there's anyone out there and you'd like us to maybe follow your progress or if you'd like to share your story, then get in contact with myself and Damien or just drop a message to the show pages. There are all our different social media pages and uh, we'd be delighted to, to hopefully welcome you on board and, and travel the journey with us. Yeah. Um, so best luck to everyone for next week for their, their running and good luck to anybody racing over the weekend or in park runs. Um, so Brian, enjoy it. Enjoy your 5k. Right. I'll, <laughs> I'll go off run a few miles and you go off and learn how to pronounce the, my club's name that's, yeah? it. that's the deal <laughs> deal so okay cool. uh, that's it I think you should drop the ukulele lessons and, and just oh, get gosh. elocution on green trail bears or something <laughs> right till next week cool. talk to you all soon again cheers bye bye Thank you for listening to the Runner's Diary podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or from your podcast provider. Follow us on social media. And until next week, happy running.